Hey guys, this is Table Talks with Atare. It's an inside look at the everyday conversations we have at our table. I'm MJ. I'm Ash. And today we are rounding out our Rhythms series, part two. And today we unpack more of the how. Yeah. Of what we're doing. Yep. And this concept of the ideal week that if you haven't listened to that, go back to the last episode and listen to it. And focusing a little bit more on, man, what are we focusing a little bit more on? Help me out here. <laughs> on how we've gotten to where we are today. Yeah. By leveraging our strengths and acknowledging our weaknesses and... Do you, you're letting the cat out of the bag that early? Wow. Okay. I mean, you know how I... But, but I can't help this. I'm from New York. I'm like, look, it's it's just... It's too right, cold well, to beat around the bush. Here it well, is. Here's my summary. The cat's out of the bag. <laughs> that was the summary. We wanted to wait until you get to the actual meat of the episode. But there it is. There it is. And then just a little bit about, you know, how you think about me there towards the end of the episode. So all the feels. You're going to have to wait till the end to hear how Ashley feels about me. So there it is. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> One of the principles that we have learned to apply yeah. in our married life now is that we need to learn to capitalize on our strengths, yeah. but then also recognize our weaknesses. Right. And you and I are like super different. Yeah. And at times the fact that we are so different causes a lot of grief and strife and tears weeping and gnashing of teeth <laughs> yeah and so one of the things that we've learned over the years is to make sure to actually utilize the things that make us so different to complement each other yeah and to help us accomplish what otherwise would have been really difficult to do because we approach it so differently right and so we're going to talk about how that applies to what we're doing from a family rhythm standpoint yep and why we are like how we got to where we are today because we've recognized that we are different but we're also capitalizing on the things that we bring to the table that are our strengths yep meanwhile also being okay with the fact that the way that we are different and how those differences get met yeah also needs to be something we need to be honest with each other about in things that we do or don't enjoy doing right things that are our blind spots yep or things that we would tend to overlook or stay away from right yeah yeah and so i think you know this is a continuation from our conversation before of like what are we running after and what are we trying to build for our family here and i think for us learning to leverage our strengths and acknowledge our weaknesses has been transformative for our family for many reasons. I think it was a little bit easier to operate maybe from our, or I guess within our weaknesses when it was just you and I, but we talked a little bit in the previous episode about how we just reached this point where everything changed in a very short amount of time. You know, we made massive decisions like we bought our first house we had our first child and then COVID happened my gram moved in with us it's just all of these things happen at one time that all of a sudden didn't permit for us to so easily operate within our weaknesses anymore and deal with yeah. them you know it became a very difficult thing to d to navigate without just what felt like constant right. conflict 
and so, unmet expectations. Right. Because we had broader bandwidth. Right. And so there was more room for variance inside our relationship in terms of strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Because we had more bandwidth to be able to address the changes. Whereas... Well, we could just pick up the slack for each other so much easier. You know what I mean? Like, right. It, it was just easier for me to take on things or for you to take on things because like you said yeah we did have the bandwidth for that you know yeah. it put us in a season where there's no bandwidth where and we're not sleeping <laughs> like everything is working it feels like right against us or like right. not in our favor and 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 I say that and also just want to acknowledge that having Evie was such a gift in this time right. you know it was such a beautiful thing but also just circumstantially it was also in the middle of a crisis like pandemic you know and so yeah so it was crazy and hard and yeah so I think literally us just kind of instead of when the conflict arose building resentments continuing to just live in this place of unmet expectation or whatnot, you know, the story could have been written that way, you know, but instead for us to really just hold up each other's strengths and learn to let the other person kind of carry the weakness, you know, because in our case specifically, like your strengths are my weaknesses and my strengths are your weaknesses, you know, and so to just learn to work with that and kind of moved us even outside of maybe, I, I don't know what other families would say, this is the normal thing for mom to do, or this is the normal thing for dad to do or whatnot. Like we just learned, like there are some things you enjoy doing and you, and there are other things you hate doing. There are some things I enjoy doing and other things that I hate doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so, I th- go ahead. think too, like you said, before we had kids, you could step through it together and do the things that the other person enjoys together. Right. And I think some of it was just that with having less bandwidth when you do have whatever life circumstance. For us, it was babies. Right. And you now realize, oh, it's probably a little bit more challenging to both go to the grocery store together to get groceries. Yeah. Or both, you know, some of the house chores now need to be divvied up. Right. And assigned. And when I first saw that, you know, in one of the books, stepping you through, okay, who's going to do what Yeah. in this newborn season, that was like a daunting thought because we we are now together. Yeah. Yeah. We are now recognizing that there are roles or, or tasks that should be divided, reassigned and somebody needs to do them. You need to do it by yourself. Right. Um, and so that was one of those cold splash of water to the face moments where, where you could normally hide behind things that you didn't enjoy to do. Because you could do them together. Because you could do them together. Yeah. yeah. Now you're faced with the reality of, okay, oh, now I actually have to come to terms with the fact that this is something I don't enjoy. And, and so I, I think, have to do it alone. Yeah. And yeah. so we had to, we had to do this love. Otherwise we would have eaten each other up. Yeah. And it would have been complete chaos. Yeah. And so in terms of strength, one of the things I wanted to just talk through as well is like what those are mm-hmm. um, for, for you. It's definitely more on the visioneering side and looking at things from a big picture where we headed directionally. Right. And what are some 
things that you want to like that we want to try and get to as a family and really helping shape just directionally some of the ways that you think are realistic for us uh-huh. that we can accomplish and I've really appreciated that from you because it's allowed me to look past the things that I'm more used to of like the day-to-day sure the okay what are some things to just do daily so that we can just make sure that the kids are fed they're in bed they're clean things like that and so that's the strength that you bring to the table then I guess for me it's more being able to see within that vision that's being painted like what are some of the roadblocks ahead yeah yeah I think something else that's unique about us too is that um I am very visionary and like an ideator, mm-hmm. but I'm also the one who works in our, in our specific relationship. I'm the one who works more with the details of follow through. Yeah. So it's like, I have the front end and the, t- the closing end, yep. which I don't think normally go together. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that that's kind of, I don't yeah. know if that's, I don't know if anyone else is like that, but I am like, the start and the finish of the project which is right. kind of weird but i'm missing like the whole middle part yeah <laughs> of like I'm, how do we actually do this what's the, or what's the most efficient way of doing this i you help know? bring the uh, mediocre middle <laughs> no. <laughs> no but that is your strength and so for you you are exceptionally strategic but you're also very innovative yeah or inventive maybe is another way that yeah. i would describe that cr- creative like there's this innovative creativity that you have that, again, par- is not typically paired, I think, yeah. with the strategic strength. Like, so you, usually I would think of the person who's strategic as more of like the detail-oriented person, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that our even our strengths within themselves don't normally, like yours don't normally pair together and mine don't normally pair together and then ours together. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's very, it's interesting, I think, but it's served us very well, at least, I guess, in, in being able to identify like what are our strengths and kind of understand that scope. Right. It's helped us navigate through, okay, how do we isolate bottlenecks? Because I can like see this is the exact thing that's broken in the mm-hmm. system that we need to fix you can come up with a plan for how to fix it. And mm-hmm. then I can set the like implementation fall through in place, right. Right. you know, and that's kind of how we've gotten to where we are in, I think all of this, like everything that right. we've been trying to build rhythmically for our right. family. Yeah. And I think in isolation, you would probably be, you know, the strength can become a weakness by itself. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, for everybody, what's that quote it's like when when you're a hammer everything is a nail Mm. and that by yourself you probably would be tending towards seeing the ideal yep but not really being able to get to it right yeah and then on my end it would probably be continuously innovating an idea that it doesn't ever get executed. Hmm, yeah. Right. Yep. Because yep. you can constantly toy with that idea in your brain. At least I could do that. Mm-hmm. And 
think about it and leave it in the abstract and have all of these various options that we could pursue, but never actually be able to follow one of those paths to completion. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we complement each other well, because we complete the path from, from one end to the other. And we learn to utilize those tools or I guess those characteristics in a time when we almost had like a blank slate as parents Mm -hmm. because of COVID and with the pressure of, or not even just the pressure, but with the variable of having Graham living with us, we've had to learn how to leverage those things to, to our benefit because we never really had to tease those things out while we were living our fancy downtown life where we were just, we had so much bandwidth. Yeah relatively speaking that we didn't have to wrestle through what those differences are and how we could actually leverage them for like what those differences are relative to how we actually could utilize each other's strengths better i guess and so on the weaknesses side you want to talk about that sure sure yeah so i'm definitely the introvert if you uh introvertedness is <laughs> oh i see you were gonna finish your thought i was gonna finish okay my i was like i thought you were saying like so weaknesses. So, i'm an introvert <laughs> introversion what? is my kryptonite no um sorry so help me finish that thought i'll tell the last train of thought now yeah so you're an introvert i'm an extrovert we need exactly opposite things there it is yeah yeah and so in terms of what what downtime looks like or what relaxation looks like it uh, <laughs> introvertedness is my weakness <laughs> I was like, what? I, where <laughs> are you going with this yeah <sighs> so so really nothing wrong with introvertedness right i'm, I'm a proud <laughs> introvert i uh I, I love being introverted anyways the way that that plays out for us from a weakness standpoint is that when we come to the end of a day the needs are exactly the right. the opposite. Yeah. And there's a perfect example of one of our trips that we took. And we're taking a small vacation away somewhere in Western North Carolina, North Georgia area in a cabin. And by vacation, you mean our anniversary trip? Was it our anniversary? <laughs> yeah, our one year anniversary. Yikes. <laughs> so our celebratory one year anniversary vacation where I had fully in mind to just read a book the whole time. <laughs> I The thing is, love, like I didn't even know you were an introvert before then because <laughs> you are, I think there's just a skewed idea mm-hmm. of what, or maybe understanding of what introverted and extrovertedness is right. anyway. And you just don't come across as the like stereotypical introvert, like you're very social. And so yeah. I never saw you right as an introvert. Yeah. And, and this trip kind of like rocked my world right. a little bit. Yeah. And it's just, it's not like I avoid humans. Like they're a disease. <laughs> like sometimes, sometimes it gets seen as a disease. Like, Oh man, you have introvertedness. <laughs> like for how long have you had that? <laughs> But it's really the fact that like when you think of what's restful, yeah, it for you, a hundred percent of the time, it's being with other people. Yeah. Right. 
yeah. and and whether or not that's connecting deeply one on one, stepping into a party, going to a dance class, right? Just right. being around people, yeah. Whatever that looks like, is what you would consider rejuvenating, restful, right, and exciting, yeah. And for me, at the end of the day, like going to a mall with hundreds of other people is like the last thing I would want to do yeah. in terms of what I would consider restful and and rejuvenating. Yeah. Again, not because I don't like people, which is probably why it was confusing, right? But our definition of what restful is right. doesn't always mean the same thing. And in fact, it rarely means the same thing. Yeah. So that came to a head during our one year anniversary vacation. Yeah, where we were spending all this alone time and it was like, um, hello. And so I think what we've done just to bring it back, right? So yeah. we'll we'll table that story for now. <laughs> so we don't completely derail it. But just to bring it back to like what it means for us with how we're building our rhythms as a family is that we've built those things in to what our week looks like. Yeah. So that we can have an expectation that there are pockets of times throughout the week where we have set it aside for you to be able to do something relaxing, rejuvenating. Right. And then there's also other times of of the week where I can do something relaxing and rejuvenating. Right. And whether or not for you that's half an hour or three hours, you know, that was something that we had to recognize in our weaknesses, yeah. right? That we needed those things to be carved out for each other. Otherwise, we would not be able to have that type of rest in our week. And so what does it look like today for us, love? Yeah, so I think our mission control is kind of our whiteboard where we have all of these rhythms or tasks or, you know, systems, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. That encompass our daily, weekly, monthly schedule so that everybody can see it because again, it's you, it's me, it's Graham. Yeah. And even between you and I, we just don't have a lot of time to talk about these things. Right. Or bandwidth. You know, at the end of the day, I don't want to spend time going through home systems with you when, you know, we don't have a lot of time together. And so just having it in a central place that's accessible and visible has been extremely helpful. So that includes our weekly meals so that Graham knows yeah. what we're eating each day if she wants right. to eat or not. Um, that, you mean eat with us right, or not? Yeah. right. That also helps with like meal planning and grocery shopping, like the systems that we have in place for that, mm -hmm. the cleaning system. So just basically listing out the way that I do it. And I'm not saying this is the best way or anybody else should do this. I'm just saying this is the only way I could like clean our house in this <laughs> season of my life is to just tackle one big cleaning like item yeah. a day. And so... I mentioned, you know, in the previous episode that Mondays are my floor days. Yep. And so, you know, do I have to vacuum our toddler's chair every time we eat? Yes. But I'm not going through the whole house vacuuming. Right. Every day. Right. 
Whereas if you didn't have that, you could very easily transition vacuuming the chair to vacuuming the floor. Right. Now you're vacuuming now the I'm dining vacuuming. room. Why not just do the whole? Yeah. No. Right. And now you're doing everything. Right. So, so I know each day what I need to be thinking about and I don't have to think about anything else right. cleaning related to that. Right. We also have Evie and Jude's feeding schedules. I mean, Evie's pretty much on like a regular, I mean, she eats three meals a day plus snacks, but Jude eats, you know, his schedule is a hundred meals still, a day. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, that also helps if like there's a babysitter here or if yeah. family comes to visit, Right. you know, when does Jude, you know, mostly need to eat. <laughs> yep. And then, you know, for naps and they're on different nap schedules right now. And so not that they, you know, abide to those or, you know, every day looks different. Yeah. But a good day where they are well rested looks like what's on the board, you know. Our daily priorities as far as like for each day of the week, like what is the night where you get to have your introverted time? Mm -hmm. Like we're focusing on that. What is the night where I get to have time? What is the night that we're podcasting? What is the night you know, we have a Sabbath night and we have a meal planning night and, you know, whatnot. And so that just kind of helps outline what what's the focus for each day. And then our monthly priorities, tasks and things that we need to get done. Yeah. Um, and then our house projects, anything that we're working on for right. that month. And I think to fold in back into, as you notice, you did most of the explanation because it, it, this is what caters to your strengths. And so laying this out, which we didn't do this all at once. Right. It was iterative. It was something that we did a little bit at a time. But in terms of bringing some more of that order to the irregularity of the week, we kept building on what the weekly rhythm needed to look like, partly because it helped you allocate your time well. Right. And so having this laid out, Again, you you mostly took it and ran with it. I think where I came in was particularly on like with the meal things and also on the the house projects. I don't know if you mentioned that, but mm-hmm. like we have house projects listed. And so you can easily identify all the things that should potentially be addressed around the house. Yeah. But it's more it's a little bit less clear to you which item should be done first yeah yep and so i that's where i come in yeah where i can then list things by cost or list things by you know priority in terms of how how much more damage or you know whatever it is in terms of how we want to prioritize it from a house maintenance standpoint is where i really complement that strength of yours and then on the meal prep side you know say the whole house decides to not take a nap. And so there's zero time for you to actually turn anything on in this, in the kitchen. Right. You know, we're able to just then make that pivot together where I'm like, Hey, let's, let me just pick something up on the way home instead. And again, it's the point isn't perfect execution as much as it is us putting on the whiteboard, the things that cater to our strengths. Right. And, capitalizing on that meanwhile also addressing and being honest about the ways that we're different and 
still meeting the needs that we have that also are different in right. how, how we go about meeting them. And that's really helped us just put it all in one place Yeah, where it's almost like the brain of our house Yep, that bases that where we base most of our other daily decision making mm-hmm. on is what do we have regularly going on? Can we swap that with something else? And, you know, are we behind on other things because we weren't able to execute on some things earlier in the week? Yeah. So I think really for me, it's been a journey from not having anything like this at all Mm -hmm. to having this all built out because we've come to recognize that we just, you and I just approach things very differently. And rather than trying to do it the way that only I would do it or only the way you would do it. We, we kind of put all those things together yep. and put it on the board. And now we have that and it, it's very prominent and visible. And we're, we're generally more on the same page than we were before we started this. Yep. And then the best part for me is that we don't have to reinvent it. And unless things significantly change, we know exactly what we step into. So it, it frees up a lot of like my mental bandwidth yeah. because we have allocated our time to something that we know we're going to do even well in advance. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's two things I would just want to touch on, but I think an example, like a practical example, because a lot of this is like theoretical, you and I can hang it out in that area for like ever, <laughs> but to make it really practical, a rhythmic example of something that we do and then a system example of something that we've done in the newborn season. There is literally no difference between the first 12 hours of your day and the next 12 hours of your day. And that kind of rocked my world a little bit. Um, And it felt like a vampire a lot (laughs) of the time. (laughs) And it was just a very strange three hour window, like this three hour feeding window where you're just reliving this groundhog, not day, three hours. And literally like that, there's no difference between day and night. We desperately needed a designation of like, okay, we're coming out of nighttime and it might still be pitch black outside, but like we need some sort of rhythm that helps the circadian rhythm that's been severely disrupted by our lack of sleep yep. <laughs> to differentiate between night and day. Because right. for us there for, you know, several, the first several months, there was no difference between day and night for us. A very simple thing that we did was just always have coffee ready. Yeah. And so, I mean, that looked different when we had Jude than when it, when we had Evie, we just had like a drip coffee machine, you know, and we just made sure it was always programmed so that we would have this like reset, you know, of like, this is our rhythm. We're starting a new day right? and the coffee is ready. But we're fancy now. We're fancy now. I mean, we've upgraded because we're like, okay, we're going to go through this again. Again. Why not get an espresso machine and like really do this the right way? Yeah. Right. So that's just a, a simple example of like a rhythm thing. Sure. That can that honestly I feel like for us made a huge difference. It just gave sure. me something to look forward to. Right. After what a, a lot of the time felt yep. like a night of no sleep. You made um, it through the night, here's your morning cappuccino. That's right. That's right. Yep. yep. 
A system example is when we were going from the transition of one to two children, children and about to go into this postpartum season again. Yeah. It was nice because you have some muscle memory. You're like, okay, right. I know what the pressure points or the hot spots or whatever you want to call them were last yeah. time. And so let's try to proactively set yep. some things in place. Yep. And so for cleaning, like my priorities were dishes because you're doing a ton of like everybody's got to eat no matter mm-hmm. what. And there's a lot of bottles, mm-hmm. right? And or nursing paraphernalia. Nursing, yeah, like all the things. Yeah. There's just, there's a lot of stuff that needs right. to be done. You're also doing laundry all the time. Right. And that was basically it. It was like trash, dishes, and laundry. I was like, here's our pri- postpartum priorities. I'm going to literally mentally let everything else go. Right. Our house can be in total mayhem. But if we can just like focus on those things, yep. like, you know, we'll get through it. And not that we have to execute on it perfectly, but like we know those are our priorities. We'll do what we can to yeah. like get those, have some sort of system in place for those. That's an example of like maybe more of a system thing yep. of how this has kind of played out for us. And we've been able to kind of iterate this. It changes with different seasons of life. Yep. And, you know, now we're more or less, I don't know if you're ever really out of postpartum. I don't know. We're like out of postpartum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, you know, we were just in a different right. season. And so the priorities look different right. than maybe when we first had Jude, you know? It, it, I guess it is always post. Like, when is it? I know. Post I World know. War II era. We're always in post World War II era, know. right? So, anyways. Um made it through. I made it through. The second thing I wanted to touch on was just I think when I say that us leveraging our strengths yeah. and acknowledging our weaknesses has been transformative. What I actually mean is that we bring so many diverse things to the table. Mm-hmm. Strengths and weaknesses, personalities, introverted, extrovertedness, literally everything about us feels so opposite. Even like our cultural differences that we bring yeah. today to the table are literally polar opposites. Right. It's it's like literally on opposite ends of the spectrum, you know? And so it's just like everything I feel like has the potential for clash. Things that we never intend have the potential to offend. Right. And... I feel like we have had to work so hard to get to a point where we can say we are living in unity. Like what does unity mean in marriage, right? Well, for you and I, it means like, how do we reconcile our differences? Because we are bringing a massive amount of differences to the table. And so I think something that's just been so transformative and impactful to me in our marriage and just kind of going through this whole process and the different seasons and iterations is that in our learning not to set any one of our differences Mm -hmm. as superior Mm -hmm. against the other and in setting them aside and saying because literally like sometimes the things that we need literally like your introvertedness and my extrovertedness conflict with each other in that when you're meeting my extrovertedness it's taking away from your the what you need yeah you know and and w- when we're in a season where we are both depleted 
that is very hard. Right. Because then it's like, I am being depleted more in giving you what you need. And you are being depleted more in giving me what I need. Right. And so it's literally like, where it feels sometimes like we're hanging on by a thread. Right. And literally like getting... I've gone a lot of episodes without getting emotional and I might get emotional here, but like stay tuned for part three. <laughs> no love. Like the, the unity yeah. that I have been able to experience with you because we have to work so hard at it Yeah, and setting aside our differences and saying like, I will not elevate this as important over you. You know what I think is right or what I think I need. Yeah has allowed us, I think, to experience depths of unity Yeah, that are really profound and beautiful. And I want to pause you right there because anytime we say anything like this about how we got this thing so well oiled. <laughs> we have a massive fight. We have this fight. huge fight. I'm not saying that we do this perfectly <laughs> at all. I'm saying we have like the battle wounds and the scars and right. the blood, sweat and tears to prove that like we have like not yeah. done this well. Yeah. And it's because of that. Right. And the fact that I can, that, you know, still sit across the table and say, like, you're my lover. Yeah, but there's something to be said about the fact that being able to bring that order to the disorder. Yeah. And brings about this level of uh, just, I I don't know, I can't think of it other than like a a shalom. Jeez. I'm going to (laughs) go. But but just like a level of. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. A level of just straight order where things feel less chaotic and things feel less out of sorts or upside down, whatever you want to call it. And so it, I am glad that we've had to have these conversations to wrestle through these things and iron them out because the opposite reality would be that we would be fighting over these things yeah and, and we marking do. one as superior over yeah. the other yeah. more frequently than right. we do right and and as, i'm just glad that we've been able to you know just recognize it talk through it and also be real about and honest about you know babe i don't like doing the things you like to do well i don't like doing the things you like to do yeah. and i was like that's fine so let's just actually like cut out time to be to do these things separately where we know it's not to somebody else's detriment. Right. And we're doing it for each other. We're doing it so that we can allow the other person to continue operating in who they are yep. rather than pretending to be something that you're not. Right. Or constantly trying to change the other person to be what you want them to be, you know? And I think, yeah, it's just been, a really neat thing for us to have to work through. Mm-hmm. It's been really hard. Yeah. And we definitely have like battle wounds and I know we will yeah. like in the future, it's not going to get any easier. Yeah. And I feel like the more responsibilities we add to our plate, the harder it becomes, you know, it's like yeah. this, is, it, it becomes like a desperate, like, <laughs> right. Tug of war. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I'm just thankful that we've been able to, like you experience some sense of like the order from the chaos, you know, because I think another version of our story, I don't know, just it could have been different, you know, and, and I, there are seasons where it does feel like we're just in conflict, like all the time, or, you know, our differences can eat each other alive. And I, you know, I just hope that we can continue to build 
on these things that we've set for our family and that our children will reap good reward for it. Sure hope so. (laughs) Well, there you have it. Capitalize on your strengths. Be honest about your weaknesses and all of your problems will go away. Well, (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) Is that a wrap? Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with the Tares. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honors underscore dot com slash table talks to let us know. And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support. All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table.